Hello there, Yuris here, and welcome to the Fluent Sucks Podcast for Season Summary, where I will share 10 things you can learn from 10 podcast guests in less than 10 minutes. Let's go! Freelancen is not a straight path. Sometimes all is good with projects and sometimes not. And here is Elena Yudalita's experience on how to get yourself in trouble. I was on the market without a job and without a client for a long three or four months because I was focusing on getting big projects and I didn't want to do a single thing here and there. And eventually I realized that I've drowned out all my reserves and I need to accept something. And that is the desperate position that I really would not recommend having because then you can get yourself in trouble. And eventually I got myself in trouble by having a yeah. project I really didn't want to do. I knew it's a toxic client, but I still started working and I spent six months for nothing. So <laughs> eventually he didn't pay me. And to avoid these situations, you have to invest in your professional brand constantly. And here is what Iroran thinks about it. Until you reach the degree where your name is known, until you reach the level of Simon Sinek or Seth Godin, that you don't need to do any marketing because your name is everything. Until then, the amount of time that needs to go into growth and building your empire, if you will, it is equivalent to the time of doing the work. The hours you spend on building your brand are definitely not billable. But don't worry, here is what Vanessa Ras has for you. You don't have to panic when every hour isn't billable. I think that's a mm -hmm. big realization mm -hmm. for a freelancer is that something that you are doing now could be for a greater goal. You've just got to do what you've got to do. But to find that time, you have to adjust your workload. And here is how it works works for Mario Prada. Some days I work really, really good and I feel fine. So in those days I'm more productive. But as a human being, there are days that I don't feel that good. And on those days I go slower and just assign myself to a, a more easier task. So when you are on your peak power, do a little more. This way you'll have time to invest in your branding. And remember, every time you say yes to something, you are making decisions that will influence your future life. And here is what Shea Carson thinks about it. Saying yes something means saying no to something else. Mm. So I've got some bigger goals that I'm working on. And every time I say yes to something else, I'm saying no and pushing those things further down the list. Still, you'll definitely have bad decisions. And here is what Adam Faulkner has for you. I'm not too worried about the bad decisions because I feel like you can learn from them. If you've never done something before, how are you supposed to know how to do it? I won't let the fear of doing something stop me. I basically want the fear of not doing it to make me do something. What will really help you is understanding your positioning when working with big clients. And here is what Irina Rokosh has for you. Not everybody is used to working with freelancers in corporate organizations. What they're used to do is work with permanent employees. So they treat you as one. And you have to constantly position yourself, like not only to the team, but also you are there to identify the problem. But even if they have, help them with the solution, not with the low level tasks. You're not an extension, like additional pair of hands in the team. And as a freelancer, you wear many hats. And one of the most important heads is sales. And Balesh Beresh will tell you why. You should be a great seller. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have any project, then you can't blame anyone anymore. It's your job to find a new project, a new client. And if you can't sell yourself, 
well, it's going to be hard, really, really hard. And you don't want that. But when you are selling yourself, remember to always add the experience part to your rate. And here is how Said Sadok learned from his mistakes. In the past, I decided the, the rate on the actual work. So let's say if we do a workshop together, or I create something for you. I think about, okay, it's like a 90 minute workshop and 90 minutes times whatever mm. in, in euro and that's it. But I forgot about all these things that I prepared and that didn't feel like preparation or I prepared weeks ago, but it was still work I put into it. I yeah. forgot about all the skills I have to put into it that maybe others don't have. That's why they're paying somebody to do something, right? And remember, always to approach people you work with, not just as clients, but as your future source of projects. And here's how Vanessa Epstein approaches it. You really need to get to know who you're going to be with and who you want as a community. Just like your niche, it's the same with people because they're the ones who you're going to work with. And just like that, these were 10 things you can learn from 10 freelancers in less than 10 minutes. And what have you learned? Share it in the comments here or on LinkedIn or whenever and let's connect. If you learn something new, share this episode with your friend. That's it. I'm done. See you in the next episode.